Okay, welcome back on the MIC Moms. Ooh, Today we have me. the wonderful Mrs. D. Rosario. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure that you're here. I can't even believe you made time. Girl, I'm so nervous, but I am going to make time for Five this. Five kids and all these businesses. Girl, it's crazy. And honestly, when people bring it up to me, I'm like, yeah, oh my God, it, it sounds crazy. Yeah. You know, when you're in it and you're just plowing through the motion of stuff, it doesn't feel as fast paced as when you sit down and look at it. What you're actually doing. And I'm like, doing. oh my God, I, I did all that today. Like, whoa. I'm you're like doing now. the job of like seven people. It feels like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it is really, like it that. It really does it's, feel like that. I don't even know. I think about my life, right? And what I've got on my plate. And I'm like, could I even do this times five? Yeah. Wild. You know, it's so funny. Superwoman. You are superwoman. <sighs> on my way here, I was talking to my husband. I was telling him, like, I really don't feel like I, I realized what I was doing mm. by having five kids. I feel right. like it's just starting to hit me now. Like how much things I did not consider before I had them. Mm. I never thought about it. It was just like, I'm in love. I want to have a baby. This is my soulmate. I want to have a baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're so cute. Our babies would be cute. Let's have a baby. But like, mm. now I'm in the trenches of it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, trenches. I'm in the trenches of it, girl. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what made me sign up for this. I I don't know. But you know what? That's a good thing because if you really did think about it, maybe you wouldn't have had five. I wouldn't. You have. wouldn't have all your beautiful. Kids. I would not have. One thousand. I can tell you one thousand percent. Knowing myself, there's no way I would have said, "Yep." This five, is what I'm saying. Check me off. This is why it's good that you didn't think about it. Because like, could you even imagine your life without all five of them? No. 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 Do you know what I'm saying? They so, are my everything. Exactly. And like, I, if I thought about it, I definitely wouldn't have done that. Right. You know, like even the small things like school tuition times five. Whew. Outfits times five. Snacks mm. times five. You know, they love the snacks. I'm bored. Mom can have a snack. <laughs> I'm tired. Can I have a snack? Yeah. I'm I saw emotional. your story the other day and your grocery shopping for three days was $400. What? Girl, that was for good, three days. Let me tell you, that was a good day. Okay. And we didn't get any meat. That didn't include any meat. Good Lord. And there was no bread either. So like we usually get like three or four loaves of bread at a time. And then our meat will be like a little chicken, little beef. Ribs is like bottom of the list right now. That's me and husband's like delicacy. That's <laughs> one off. Do you have you your know? secret snacks? That's um, just for you and hubby. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, good. We have to. You have to have your little secret thing. Yeah. You know, with the, the apple slices that are just yours. Just mine. <laughs> and sometimes me and my husband really be going in the fridge in the night and stealing the kids' snacks. We have to. Me too. <laughs> and we just play along the next morning when they're looking for them. We're not sure what happened, you know, mm -hmm. and that's how we survive. I eat my daughter's cheese strings and I drink her juice boxes. It tastes better when it's theirs, yeah. honestly. And I paid for it. So there we go. It feels even better. Period. But here's my thing $400 for three days. First of all, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Second of all... Did you see the cost of that watermelon? $10? Why? Ten, for a quarter of a watermelon, $10. I'm there in shock and people are looking at me like, girl, you better get with the program because this is regular. And I'm like, no. Right. And I, um, I'm so happy that we are able to afford this is it. the groceries, this right? Is it. But my main thing is that if I was working a regular nine to five and he was working a regular nine to five it couldn't work it couldn't work it could never work we would be like pinching bottom to it would bottom be so tough like it would be so tough and yeah. i think the hardest thing for me as a mom now with like everything being so expensive is taking things away from my kids i never mm. want them to get used to a life or a lifestyle that i have to remove 
and I have to take away, you mm. know? Like, I remember Dunkaroos for me growing up. That was like a specialty. We What's only Dunkaroos? got that when it was on sale. What those little cute little graham crackers that you get from Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sorry, babe. You I forgot you're, not, you're not a Canadian babe. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, so I'm an like, honorary Canadian babe, but <laughs> you, you are. Not, yes. <laughs> Um, so they're like little graham crackers and you dip them into like icing and they come oh, together okay. as like one pouch. That was like the coolest thing when I was little, but my mom can buy that all the mm. time. It was one off, Every you know? And then. So I grew up saying like, I want to be able to get like those little snacks and stuff for my kids. Not when it's just on sale, you know, yeah. like I want to be able to get it for them just cause we can, we can get it. And it's something so small, but it means yes. so much to them, you know? So I'm looking at the prices of these groceries and I'm like, damn, I really don't want to be at the lineup saying like, Oh, can you put that back? Like, can you put that back? Like, and that's a normal thing for us moms. And sometimes throughout the chaos of grocery shopping, we don't realize how much stuff we're putting in the cart because realistically we need everything. Mm. And this is why, you know, my husband makes little jokes about it sometimes. Like I'll go get the milk because at least I'll go in and I'll come out with the milk. And I'm like, <laughs> like you got jokes, buddy, but it must be nice to not have to think about a powder bathroom, about your kids' oh room, your God. kids' bathroom, yeah. the laundry room, the oh garage, the basement, like I got to think of everything for the house. So when I'm in the grocery store, it's kind of like, I need Lysol. I also need bacon. I also need salad. But you I get ideas need... as you're going down the aisle. Right. But then the reality <laughs> hits at the lineup, girl. Mm. And I'm, but it's I'm there like, up. this lady just scanned 10 items. It's already at 276. Yeah, because you see, Canada does this thing where the price on the actual shelf is not the price. No. Because it's plus tax. Yes. That's where they get you. And it's a setup for failure. Mm-mm. I don't like that. But you see, I like your message because I like that. Yes, it's expensive. Yes, it costs a lot. But your thinking is not, I need to reduce how much I give my kids or reduce what I can provide for my kids. Your thinking is, I just need to make more money. Yes. That's your thing. That's it. And I like that. Yes. Because it, it gets us out of this whole, um, this mentality of lack as mm -hmm. moms that we have to skimp and and save and you know, cut yep. back. Yeah, yeah. How yep. about we get our head into let's just get the money? Up. Yes, yes. And I noticed that when I started talking to like my mom and my grandma about those things, it's almost like taboo to say, like, I want to be able to afford this and I want to be able to get this because naturally, especially as black women, we have been taught over so many years to suppress that mm. and to like not talk about how much money we have and how much money we earn and how much this is like. And it is something that I'm trying to teach my family to unlearn. Like, we are in, um, a very blessed position to keep going because I feel like no matter what level I get to, it's never good enough for me. Mm. You know, like I remember a couple years ago before I got married, I was like, oh, I wish I could make like an extra thousand dollars a month. This was five years ago. I was like, I wish I could get an extra thousand. What am I going to do to get that? And then when I got that, I was like, oh, what if I had an extra $2,500 and this would be so nice. Yeah. And like, what if I had an extra five? Like, you know what I mean? So for us, I feel like it never really, it never really ends. There's never really like a cap for us because we want the best, not for ourselves, but for everybody. For the kids, you know, yeah. our families, our moms, our spouses, you know, and we have to think about things in a circle. Whereas I say to my husband, he just thinks like this, like, you know, like, okay, mm -hmm. we need eggs today. I'll go get the eggs and come back. But like, we also need butter because our butter is like quarter done. You know what I right. mean? So it's like, we also need bread because we only have like three left, but you're, you're, you seem like you're so organized with that. I'm so bad at that. Really? Yeah, like in terms of keeping track of what groceries we have and what groceries we don't have, I'm that's not my strength. Yeah, so, so you know what I found helped a lot? We have a chart on our fridge now, like just one of those whiteboards, mm. and anything that I find we need or is finishing, write it on the board. And right. the kids also so do that's it like as the well. essentials, right? For like milk, yes. eggs, butter, yes. blah, blah, yes. blah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I am the type to go in the shop and just get what? 
just the one thing I came for and leave. Otherwise, I know I'm leaving with a, a whole trolley yeah. full of things. Things that I didn't even really want and we don't need, but I just saw it yeah, and thought, ooh! So I need that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I avoid it because I will go in and I'll get all the cleaning products and all of this. Oh, today I wanted to try the Yelang Yelang bathroom cleaner. Yep, and it's yep, just like, yeah. That was a, that's an expensive cleaner for me. The <laughs> DIY projects get me. Anytime oh. I see a mom doing something cute, I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> but that mom probably had three of the seven things she needed to do that project. I go. have none, so I'm starting from scratch now. I got to go get this. I got to get this. I got to get that. And, and I get it all. Things that are just in the house. Exactly. It just collects dust in my office, and I never really look at it. Yeah. And then the kids are like, Mom, I thought we were gonna do like puppet painting today, and I'm just like no sweetie you know so that's where <laughs> yeah. that's where it's hard for me i love doing like little projects and stuff i love thinking of little projects but then when it comes to like getting the ingredients and getting the stuff i'm just like the reality of it is different to the very the dream like i'll be on tiktok and i'll see all these things and i want to do that and yeah. all now the, the stuff i bought the stuff yeah. but i didn't do the thing yeah so talk to moms about what you do let's backtrack a little bit okay share how you make your money what work you do because i know you you share on your tiktok sometimes how much money you make yes people get the wrong end of the stick sometimes the very wrong end of the stick <laughs> oh my god so let's clear that up for the for the girls yes so i'm sure you saw my tiktok video where i talked about making um eight thousand dollars in one week yeah and somebody somehow did the calculation of if you're making that every week that means you made 200,000 or whatever 400,000 or something yeah, right? yeah it doesn't work like that it comes in waves I have good weeks I have bad weeks just like everybody else but the best thing that I've taught myself is to be more well-rounded when it comes to my digital income mm -hmm. so like I don't only get money from brand deals I get money from just creating content I'll get money from YouTube I'll get money from selling digital products from coaching you know what I mean so it's just creating like a well-rounded thing of like oh maybe I can't make money in this today but like I can make money in this lane today yes. you know and I think that's something that I love pushing to moms because we need those resources. Absolutely. We need those financial resources and we need the bandwidth to be able to do extracurricular things and like do cute things. And, you know, there's a very fine line for mothers between cute and productive. Mm. And I think that our kids deserve both. Yeah. And I think that it really comes down to the income. So um, I make sure that I'm very well rounded. My husband pays for me for all of the bills. So my money is my money. He's very strong on that. <laughs> and um, it allows me to have like the creative freedom that I need to keep growing. Yes. Okay. So there's so many different ways to make money online. I mentioned a couple of them. For me, the main thing is brand deals and content and working with brands to advertise. But where, um, so I've started something called Momtrepreneur University. Yes. And this is a platform that educates moms on how to make money online. But it's a specific way of making money. You're making money through content, your content, your story. So I don't ever advise my mentees to like do um, like random just content stuff. It has to fit into your life. It has to okay. fit into your kids. It has to fit into your marriage. And it has to solve a problem. Mm. I've noticed that when you can solve a problem with a product or service, that's when it skyrockets. Because right. people are like, oh, I have a headache every morning when I wake up too. You took that and it stopped. I'm getting that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm going to try that. But had you just woken up, never complained about a headache to me a day in your life, and then you're like, oh, guys, if you have a headache, try this. It's not, gonna, it's not gonna connect 
yeah it, it's it's missing a piece yeah right? because it just yeah. feels like you're trying to get a check it feels like you're just trying to make money with this company and it feels fake and i yeah. feel like social media has gotten to a place now where we know what's real and we know what's fake you mm. know we have a very good sense of people that are putting on so for me like i don't like watching moms that seem perfect that gives me the creep yeah <laughs> your kitchen is so aesthetic everything is lined up everything is nice you're talking nice and gentle all the time and like you're super it's giving red flag. Yeah. Okay. And it's giving yeah. you're about to pop off the top at any minute. And I don't want to be around for that. Yeah. <laughs> Motherhood is not like that in any way, shape, or form, whether you have one or five, mm -hmm. it is always gonna be a calm and a chaos and a combination yes. of the two, right? 100 percent So when I see moms just I love this and it's just this. Right. And, like, and no, I'm never tired. And no, I don't know how, like, it's just not real. And we can feel that, yes. you know, we can feel when you're putting on for the camera. So I really encourage all of my mentees to just be real. If you're having a shitty day, then say you're having a shitty day. Mm. You know what I mean? If you feel like crying, let's cry it out. Yeah. And then laugh about it after, you know, yeah. if you have an issue with me, let's talk about it. Let's confront me chin check me i love older sister energy me you know too. what i mean i love that when i feel like you're coming down on me like a big sister because you genuinely don't want to see this outcome for me i love that so i feel like that just gets naturally so much more attention because mm -hmm. it feels like home yeah it's real and it's relatable yes and it doesn't have you judging yourself exactly or second guessing or what, yep. what's wrong with me then yep. why isn't my house like that yeah you yep. know exactly that's, exactly. that's where and I think that's the good balance that you have because yes. you share all of it like the, yes. the positives the negatives yeah. I was even watching your story of you searching all the stores trying to find some formula yeah we were on a for the babies we're on a manhunt right now for the formula it's really sad the yeah. shortage is really sad and my daughter does not take any other formula except for the one that we've had her on so she's been screaming like not sleeping all like the sleep def deprivation is really hitting me and my husband right. really hard right now um so it's a scavenger hunt and it's hard because like i see other moms running into the store too and like it's i've had so many connections at the front door with moms and we could just tell that we're here for yeah. the same thing and i'm like girl there's none oh my god don't save yourself those 10 steps Let's go to the next one, you mm -hmm. know, and it's such a manhunt right now. And it's sad. I think that the world is going through a shape shift. There's a lot of things that are changing. I think businesses are also learning how to adjust to this like influx of change because mm -hmm. all it takes is one word on social media for a business to be like turned upside down. Like, yeah. how do we deal with that? And, you know, it's it, we're in a different place right now. So the formula shortage is really stressing me out. Yeah, it really is. Stressing I can imagine. Me out. And it makes me feel like. Maybe I should have breastfed, you know? I have that in my head all the time. Like, I had the milk it's coming like from my titties. It's like we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. It's right? Just, you, you just got to do what what you yeah. can do. Yeah, yeah. And we can't even come down on ourselves like that. Because yeah. there's no, you could you wouldn't have been, you couldn't have known. Girl, there's no way I could have breastfed up till now. No, 12 months. I couldn't do it. You couldn't, you couldn't have With known. With my and... first, yeah. Now, oh my gosh, no. With Nyla, I breastfed up to six months. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling. Girl, you don't even have to explain struggling. yourself. And I get I it. Like, <laughs> and then I noticed there's such a dynamic between like formula feeding and breastfeeding. I know. 
that's when I got kind of like drawn into the debate and they're like, well, if you're producing, then why would you not want to give your child breast yeah. milk? And like, you know, and I feel like there's a lack of understanding on the mental aspect of it for mothers. Like mm. I need to be exactly. a high, I need to be a high functioning mother for my children exactly. to be functioning and high functioning as well. Speak on it. And I think people need to mind their business. Thank that's you. That's another thing. Mind your business. Mind your titties. Yeah. You're happy breastfeeding. That's good for you, sis. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Doesn't work for my family. <laughs> all right. Girl, okay. I'm I can't you. sit at home all day with this baby on my on my on my titty. On my titty. <laughs> I've got to go to work. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. It I've feels got other like kids. battle of the titties kids. too, because you know my husband's not lighting up either. So <laughs> it's like it really is oh. battle for the titties. And whose titties are these? That's Whose titties are these? Yeah, because if everyone feels like they can give entitled to my titties, yeah, and everyone's got an opinion. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to serve with the titties. Honestly. Whose titties really are they? That's what I want to know because they weren't feeling like mine. Yeah, it, I felt like I was placed with them, but they didn't feel like mine. Man, titties. you know that's true. Yeah, and everyone weighing in saying you should be doing this, you should be doing that. It's this baby wants some. Battle. That baby wants some. Yeah, it's a mental battle, and I feel like that's another thing that a lot of moms don't talk about, like being with your partner um, and also breastfeeding. I feel like there's a very thin line between that conversation. I'm not too sure why, but like, it's a lot to mentally manage as the, yeah. as the woman, you know, as the man, he's naturally still attracted to you. He's going to want to, you know, still be like mm. lovey dovey and sexual and all of that. But for me, I feel like when I'm breastfeeding, I am like completely out of that yeah. sexual era, That's... you know? And it just creates such a like, whose titties are these? Yeah, but that's that's a decision you have to make though. That's your decision to make. Like mm -hmm. it's either uh, these these they're close for business. They're close. They're on a business break. <laughs> yeah, you know, like no extracurricular no extracurricular right activities right now. Right. But then again, how else do you end up with five babies? You know what I mean? We got to keep the spark alive somehow. And it's like the spark is... But you can find other activities that are, not, that are not boob related. Right. But what if your man is just a boob man? I know. Right? And he do. feels like those are his titties. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not, sir. Sir. <laughs> you know, we got to keep our marriage spicy. We got to mm. keep our ourself alive we got to keep our babies fed mentally regardless of how you're dealing with it it's a lot it's a lot yeah it is a it lot. was a lot for me like and you know the guilt as well when you stop yeah feeling so bad oh, sad yeah you feel sad you feel guilty yeah but sometimes it doesn't work out like for some women it's not even a matter of they just chose to stop sometimes they just couldn't continue. The yeah. milk was drying up. Yes. Or the baby just wasn't latching. Yeah. So it got some time. And can I just say, we got to nourish ourselves in order to provide that milk, the yeah. level of milk that our children need. And sometimes even with the nourishment, how it just isn't, just doesn't work. It's, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing because it's each body is different. Everybody's That's really different. what it comes down to. Every baby's different. Some yes. babies do not latch. Yeah. And yeah. if they don't latch, you're, you just can't produce because it's yes. su supply and demand. Yes. And everyone is just so different. And so you have to figure out what works for my family. At the end yeah. of the day, my kid needs to eat and I yeah. need to live my life. Yeah. And it's nobody's business what my child eats. Exactly. Nobody's business but ours. Yeah, but ours. It. And so that's it. And and I think um, you're very good at that. Like on TikTok, telling people, oh, you're, you. you're good at sharing your story without uh accepting or taking on people's impositions oh thank you because i see you share your story people say what they want to say oh, and then you're just yeah. like well first of all i didn't this 
Me yeah. sharing my story was not giving you permission to. <laughs> I did not share my story and hand it to you. <laughs> yeah, like, it's you know, not for you to weigh in on this. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I'm yeah. probably getting dragged in the comments right now as I'm sitting here. <laughs> to be honest, it's it's inevitable, and mm. um, I'm going through that with my mentees right now. They're like, "How do you deal with the negative comments and people talking about your right. kids and talking about your husband?" And you know, I shared the story of how I supported my husband literally from the ground up when he had absolutely nothing. I invested in him, and it ended up working out for me. I got dragged to the nine yeah. for that. The amount of women that were on TikTok saying, "I will never invest in a man. Mm. I will never talk to a man that's." broke i will never talk to a man that has no education i'm just like oh my gosh my daughters will never be like you guys first of all <laughs> they will never they will always have their head on their shoulders mm. and a mind of their own because not everything is not, not everything walks straight yeah. as i say right and sometimes we can't we can't determine our outcome until we invest in it that's just the reality for some of us mm. that was my reality it doesn't have to be yours yeah yours can look different than mine but i will not be teaching my daughters that like the man has to have this and has to have this because we're both a growing process yeah you know? and sometimes where i feel like i am 100 i'm not 100 yeah and where my husband might feel he's 100 he's not 100 we are constantly growing, growing together right yeah nobody starts at 100 nobody so if you have you have the opportunity to connect with somebody and you love that person everything's going well you're going to drop them off the face of the earth because they make thirty thousand dollars and in that thing, year i resonated with what you was talking about because i i met my husband when he was four when i was 14 and he was 16 oh, wow. and i know you've known your husband since you guys yeah, were young yeah, as yeah, well i was 12 12 yeah so it's different for us having known our partners from way back in the yes. day because we have grown with them yes. as individuals and we yes. knew our husbands back when they were ki kids yes. with no jobs yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. nothing basically. So we've seen and been together through that growth and development. I think the women who have an issue with this are women who are like in their 30s and looking for a man. Like mm -hmm. if you're in your 30s looking yes. for a man now, I can understand why you don't want to go with a man that don't have a job, 100%. doesn't have anything to his name, like a big, yes. big 30 something. Yes. Yeah. I feel like you should have something to put together 100%. <laughs> at this age. Yes. It's different if you're younger, you meet your man young, like you're 18, 19 or whatever, and you yeah. guys are establishing yourself. Yeah. And I think that's why I could perfectly understand what you were saying. Yes. I couldn't understand yeah. why women were... Right. Yeah. Like, what, 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 and, what are you mad and about? I also get their side as well. Like, if I was 31 right now and I was single, absolutely not. My standards yeah. would be very high because, Same. sir, we are at a different place in life, and Same. you had more than enough time. To get it together. To get it together. I 100% agree with <laughs> yeah. that. But in the same breath, I don't feel like every story that's told online should come with a disclaimer mm. and should come, like, we should have that natural common sense to say, that's not my journey. Yeah. That's not my path. I'm happy for her, but that's not going to work for me for without me. getting at me in the comments and saying, girl, why are you telling girls that they should invest in men? And right. you know what I mean? But I also, and I'm going to ask you this, do you feel like because you've known your husband for so long and you guys were able to grow together, that that plays a huge huge part in how patient you are with definitely. him and how you guys communicate definitely I actually said to him the other day like a couple weeks ago I said um my standards and like let's say my price mm -hmm. you know that's just just quote yeah, unquote, yeah. for lack of a better word my price when you met me or like when we got together is different to what it is now yes and my value, I guess, has increased. Mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. a much okay. more, I'm established. I, I'm, a, I'm a grown woman versus when I was younger. Yes. So the things that you would have had to do to get my attention back then 
you have would have to do way more. Way more. If it was to meet me today, yes. you would have to do way more yeah. than what you had. Like you had it very easy. Like yeah, super easy. It was not hard because <laughs> I was young. I say that to my husband a lot Yeah, too. but if you was to have met me in this day and age, Oof. 2023, Girl, yeah. you would have had to step it Yeah, hurdles, up. hurdles. And that's just how it is because yeah. we've grown. Yes. I'm, I'm obviously way more patient because I, I know you and I know your story and mm-hmm. everything like that. But if I was just meeting you today, there yeah. are certain things where I'd be like, well, I don't care. Yeah. So that's not Send the sad story, bro. It's not going <laughs> to fly today. Mm. Yeah. I feel that 100%. Okay, so let's talk a bit more about mom, your mom entrepreneur university. university. Yeah. I say it wrong because there's two ways to say it. you can say mom entrepreneur, you can say mompreneur. Yes. Mom entrepreneur yes. university. Yes. You talked about your mentees. Mm-hmm. Share more about like what that is. So, I've created a few courses now that pretty much educates moms how to become content creators or influencers. I always like I get so many women that are like, I don't want to be an influencer. I feel like influencer has this like taboo about it, you know, and it's because again, it goes back to that thing of like, girl, you never talked about any headaches, Mm. but now you're showing me this headache pill. Make it make sense. Right. So I think that there's that like, you know, that stigma on being an influencer. But what I've grown to teach my mentees is that through sharing things that you naturally love and things that work for you as a mom you naturally become an influencer because that's what happened to me. Mm. Even sometimes when people are like, oh, I'm here with the influencer, Mrs. And I'm like, me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me? Like, because I just feel like I just shared my story and like slid some products and services services in that have helped me along the way, you know? Um, but yeah, so I educate them on how to become a content creator, how to become an influencer mm-hmm. and how to start making money online with a platform that they already have. And how to appreciate, you know, like small numbers and how to grow from being a micro influencer. Micro influencer, micro influencers are actually really big right now. Yes. And brands prefer to work with micro influencers yes, over mega influencers because they just have more of a community and they mm-hmm. have a broader reach because it feels more real and it feels more authentic. So yeah. that's the road that I teach everyone that comes to Entrepreneur University. Ultimately, my goal for Entrepreneur University is to be an in-person facility in Durham. We so need it for moms that has a workspace and a creative space mm-hmm. and a daycare. Please. <laughs> because we got to get to work. We got mm. things to do. So I'm actively working on that. That is like my super end goal. I'm also working on uh, Mrs. Zero Zero documentary, which is going to be a four-part series, just talking about my life, my journey, mm-hmm. and you know, going through the challenges on days where I didn't think I was going to make it, the days I was broke. The days I was facing eviction, when mm. I was looking out to see if the repo man was coming from my car, all of that, you know, and just how I kind of like molded that into something that it is now, which is Entrepreneur University. Yeah. Because, man, I had days where I didn't think I was going to make it. I was like, people like me don't make it out of situations like this. It's just a girl, you tried your best. Yeah. Get to the back of the line, you know, and things started working out for me and I was hopeful and I had certain practices and I started researching there's so much power and knowledge, yeah. especially as a mom. We have so much to share. It's just connecting it with the right people and the connect and connecting it with the right brand to turn it into money. Because yeah. we're naturally already doing it. We're doing it right it. now. Yeah. You know this what I it. mean? When we see a mom in a grocery store in a baby aisle crying because there's no formula, we're doing it then. You know what I mean? So now I Entrepreneur University just pretty much connects that mom experience to forward-thinking brands so that we can create an income. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. And you had your first goal when you were a teenager, right? Yes, I was 18 years old. Oh, so that's Fresh out of it. 
girl, I felt That's fresh out of it. Yeah, mm. I was kind of making yeah, it out. Yeah. I, I almost made it out. Didn't make it quite <laughs> far. <the> way. <laughs> um, yeah, but I got pregnant, dropped out of high school, and I feel like it just kind of spiraled from mm-hmm. there. You know, became a single mother. Um, and it just really started to get worse and worse. What I felt like, I was like, okay, this is going to be my life now. I'm just going to be a single mom, and I'm going to have to raise my daughter in the masculine which i was for years yeah um because you know the feminine soft era only comes with comfort there we go and And safety and safety exactly so i didn't realize that i needed another person to give me that Mm -hmm. you know i never felt like i was looking for it because i was like no man can give me nothing i don't need nothing from no man i'm gonna find a man that was just like my dad that's the last thing i want right now so please just leave me alone i'm good i can make my own money i can provide for myself i can feed myself i don't need anything i didn't realize it was making me so tough on my exterior and it's a trauma response it's a trauma response it really is and Mm. i had that soft internally you know but she could never come out because it was just challenge after challenge after challenge and you look to people they let you down you know, your family doesn't have the same standard as you do. And yeah. they want to raise their children differently. And you're thinking, oh, my God, like, you guys still have a lot of stuff you got to work on. Now I got my little one here. We're not going to disrupt her piece like this that. Is it. I want to keep my baby in this little shell because the world is just so cold sometimes. You know, I just want to keep her in just this little box for as long as yeah, possible. Yeah, keep her safe. Be- and- right? Because I remember being a child and just being naive and thinking, you know, like I remember looking outside and it's snowing and it feeling like a winter wonderland. Snow doesn't feel like that to me anymore. Yeah, We can't get those moments back. So for me, I feel like with children, it's so important to preserve that light for them Yeah, in any way, shape or form. If that means that I got to get mud all over me and I got to get a few hits, I'll take it just so that she doesn't know that there's a storm on the other side of mm-hmm. the door, you know? So I feel like that really put me in my masculine for a very long time. Yeah. And when I was ready to start seeking things to make me more feminine and I started thinking I need to have a man around for my child and like I want to start having more babies, then it started to become like, okay, who am I going to loop into this position now because I've been so tough and yeah. rough with everyone trying to get in? You know, what am I supposed to go back and like, hey, sir? Um, <laughs> right. Sorry for the way I cussed you out uh, a couple months ago. I'm feeling softer now. You know what I mean? So it was a whole realization and ultimately it came down to me wanting to preserve mm. that, that innocence for my child. And I took a lot of hits along the way. You know, yeah. I feel like I did a lot of things that a lot of mothers wouldn't do um, when it comes to like having their child. I got a lot of scrutiny for it of as course. well. Um, you know, I felt like my daughter's biological father at the time just wasn't able to provide the level of lifestyle I wanted to have for her. So I had to make a decision. And I feel like even with the women around me, I was scrutinized for that, Mm. you know, because there's the one side of doing what's best for you. But then there's the other side where people play your child against you. And they're like, well, what's best for your child? I think this is best for your child. Yeah. You know, without them even walking in your shoes for a minute. So it was a mental battle. I don't know how I dragged myself through that. Honestly, it's part of my series. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I do, but now that I'm in my soft era, I can see where it penalizes me sometimes. There you know, you I have a husband that loves me and is very patient and communicates so well. And I often find myself going back to those trauma responses because it feels like home. Home, yeah. And I feel and like you were there for so long. Right. And my outcome has always been the same. Mm. So it, my outcome must be the same with you as well. Mm. You know, so there was a lot I had to unlearn and allow myself to feel in order to get to this final stage that I feel like I'm at now. And it's still, it's still going, you know, it's a constant self-evaluation process. You know, sometimes I'll have an argument with my husband and I'll sit there and I'm like, 
Let me go say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me go rub his head or something. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Like, baby, I love you. Like, you know, because I didn't realize he has his own things that he's dealing with yes. as well. And sometimes when we get angry as women, we give that fight or flight energy. You know what I mean? Like, so are we going to fight or are you leaving? Mm. Like, you know, <laughs> and I realized that I was leaving my husband on red a lot in our household mm. just because of my own trauma responses. So it's it's a whole self-evaluation process that never ends. Yeah, really. it never. It never but I feel like ends. the masculine era that you were in served its purpose like it got you through the yeah. reason why that masculinity comes up is because that's what we need to get mm -hmm. us through these trials tri yeah. tribulations it was my armor it what it, it is yeah. you know what i mean that's that's how you kind of get through these tough times and yeah. it's not like we're not built for it really mm -hmm. and we shouldn't have to do it but sometimes that's the situation we're in yeah and we just have to do what we have to do yeah um but i'm happy for you that you're out of that and now oh, you can just be your soft you. girl yes because yes, that's yes. what we want to be like i don't know i can't speak for all women but i know most of us this is what we want this is soft want. life it just <laughs> soft life it feels relaxed yes you know the other day i was taking the groceries out of the back of the car and my husband ran out he's like what are you doing get in the house <laughs> and i'm like Buddy, I've carried 30 bags in my two arms on a regular basis for yeah. myself, you know, but I had to sit back and I was like, this is not giving soft girl. Mm. It's not, sometimes we have to give that to ourselves as well. Yeah. You know? So it's a process. And now that I'm in it, I see my daughter is going through their journeys and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, I got to like relive all over again. How do I get them to pivot? How do I get them to understand? And naturally there's nothing that we can do. It's their journey. Mm. They're going to have to figure it out. But it's hard. It's going to be hard. I already know it's going to be hard for me to sit back and watch that movie. You know? I worry about these The things. first boyfriend, the oh. first heartbreak. Like, it's... I'm, mm. like, ter terrified of so many of these things, you right? know? And it's a part of their, it's a part of their armor. Mm. It's a part of their journey. And we're going to have to watch. And I think that's where our parents' generation missed that. Mm. Because you guys got so caught up in protecting us. You didn't allow us to build an armor for the yeah. future. And sometimes you just have to build that armor because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Mm. So for me to look at my child and say, you don't need an armor, what happens if I'm not here one day? Yeah they're going to need that armor. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think sitting back as a mom and just allowing things to happen and play out is the hardest part about yeah. motherhood for me. It is. It's a lot of talking. Like with my girls, the three oldest ones in particular, we have talks every day mm. about life, about appreciating the people that are there for you, about understanding the people that aren't there for you not taking things personally, mm. you know what I mean? Recognizing, reading the room. These are everyday conversations and it's draining Yeah. because ultimately no matter how much breath I put into these little girls, <laughs> when they see that cute little boy that they like with <sighs> the baggy pants and the big shirt, you know what I Good mean? Lord, My words are not going to be as spicy as that feeling, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's, it's hard, but for us to heal, I feel like sometimes we just got to, let it go still mm. still keep an eye on them because they need that and i feel like i still use my mom as my eye at my big old age yeah so it never ends for us me too <laughs> it's a tug and war yeah it's, it's, a, it's a tug and war and i haven't spoke about this on past episodes but i i kept all my journals so i've journaled nice. I, i'm a i'm someone who always used to journal like i grew up watching moesha and lizzie mcguire and they would always yes, write in their the diary yes, at the end yes. of the episode yes. that was inspired by that as a kid i started writing my journal at eight and i kept a journey journal all the way up to the age of like 22 oh wow so i have a stack 
of journals and I've kept them wow. for my daughter. I said to wow. myself, if I ever she's have a, gonna love that. Yeah, I always oh said, if gosh. I have a daughter, she is oh getting my, my journals. Gosh, I want her to that. know about all them little boyfriends. All my little yes, heartbreaks, yes. all my little friendship breakups. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, <laughs> and daughters need that. Yeah. Because in, in our culture, it's not appropriate to talk to your parents about boys. This is it. You get what I'm saying? So that disconnect, they they actually started that. Yes. And I've had this conversation with my parents. Like, you guys started it. Yeah. Because you guys Because you didn't want to talk to me about Yeah, this. you didn't want to hear about my little dry head boyfriend. There we go. And eventually, I stopped telling you about my low dry hand yeah. boyfriend because I knew you didn't want to hear about it. Yeah, and you know now, look, I mean? now look. Pregnant, 18 years right. old. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because but you didn't want to have a conversation with me. You didn't want to have a conversation. And I struggle with that, too, because when when is the right time? I'm going to look at my babies when they're 13, 14, 15 and still think that they're little babies. But I know, they're not. I know. The world is moving so fast around them. So I'm going to, when she's eight, my daughter's eight, I'm going to give her my eight-year-old journal. When she, when I'm I nine, she'll get my nine-year-old journal. I'll I just give that. her my journals when she reaches that age because yeah. um, I want her to not only know that I, I've been there, but I want her to humanize me too. Like yes. I'm a human being. Yes. I'm your mom, but I have, I'm a person yes. that had a whole life. Yeah, so and they don't realize stuff. that. They don't realize that because mm. my daughter is giving me the what you know about that, and I'm like, girl, I spun that. What do you block think? Read, many read times. this. I'm gonna say, read. Just read this. Little... How do you think you got here? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. they just see us as mom. And I remember seeing my mom as just mom. And it's not until I'm at the age now where I'm hearing her stories and her challenges and her journeys. And it really sits with me. Mm. So I know your daughter is going to connect with your journal so you well. You know, I hope so. Because it's going to be such a good learning tool. And yeah. I already see you as a mother and how you interact with your daughter. She is going to love that because it's going to create that friendship between little you and her. Mm. Right? And this that's where we're not connecting all the dots. That's a great place to start. Yeah. And I kind of, I didn't get to do the journal um, process, but I have a very good memory of my childhood. Yeah. And I run that through with my kids on a normal basis. And I normalize words that they think are taboo or words that they think is weird. Right. What'd you say? Like, no, this is our safe space. Yeah. In this safe space, we talk about anything. Yeah. Even the stuff, you know, we, we might not tell daddy tonight, but <laughs> we'll figure it out together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just giving that them that authority, safe space feeling, it's so important because mm. I think that adults and past generations tried that, but they still put a cap on it. Yeah. And when they started feeling uncomfortable, they there shut we the go. lights off. And I feel like a lot of like our parents and parents' parents, they have trauma. Yes. That makes them afraid of certain yes. subjects. Yes. So I can't even be hard on them because I'm like, I know the reason why you don't want to talk about this. Yes. Something happened in your life that yes. you haven't dealt with. It's a lot to unpack. It's hard for you to even enter this yeah. subject. Yeah. It's a lot. And I think their generation obviously skipped the whole get therapy message. Yeah. Which our there generation, was no there therapy. was no time. There, there was, was no survival. time for therapy when you're in survival mode. Yeah. yeah. And I think about it like my grandmothers, they were immigrants from yeah. Jamaica just trying to put. Who witnessed slavery. Yeah. They were trying to make ends meet and yeah. provide for their kids and just trying to figure things out. They don't have time for no therapy. Yeah. There was no time for that. <laughs> there was no time for no that. No time for that. And so a lot of stuff got like held they held a lot of things in and mm -hmm. passed a lot of negative things down yes no fault of their own they were doing their absolute best mm -hmm. and then my parents obviously were able to do just a bit better mm -hmm. but still had things that yeah. they had to work through too yeah. and now I'm gonna do my best not perfect but mm -hmm. I'm gonna do and you as see what much you just as I can said? I'm gonna do my best not perfect yeah that's the piece that they're missing yeah because although you did your best 
it wasn't perfect. That's right. I don't look at my parenting under perfection light with Same. my children. I apologize to my kids all the time. When I mess up, I'm like, girl, my bad. Mm-hmm. My day's been crazy. I took that out on you. That was wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry for that. You know, making things up. Our culture told us, I don't make up little things. Mm. I don't make up things to little Pitney. I don't make up things to little kids. You're <laughs> a child. Apologize. Yeah, I don't yeah, apologize yeah, yeah. to children. You know who I am? Yeah. We got to lose that. Absolutely. Because the connection starts from young. Exactly. Like, I, I, my husband was so shocked at first when he just experienced the way that we talk to kids in our family. Because mm-hmm. we say please and thank you to the children. Yes. And we say sorry and stuff. Yes. And he was like, what the hell? Yes. He, was, he didn't know like, that was... It's not how, our norm. It's not our norm. Yeah, and so that's how we do it. learn. That. yeah it's something we had to learn it's not something we just like oh let me try this like we had to learn yeah the effects of gentle parenting the effects of you know doing punishment a little bit differently than how yeah. we saw it and it, i think it's made a huge difference huge. my kids are so inquisitive they want they ask questions they're very bold they're very mm. outspoken you know they're on camera they feel comfortable like they're just very I'm very proud of the women that I can see them becoming yeah. in the future. And I think it's because I pushed past my comfort zone there and allowed myself to have those conversations. Because, girl, when I tell you, some of those conversations really had me swallowing my chair. Like, <laughs> not I'm chair. not going to lie. I'm telling you, I was, in the, I was at the table like, this is hard. Yeah. And, you know, it was really hard. Yeah. And it felt naked. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure the last thing any adult wants to feel is naked in front of a child. Mm. That's the disconnect that I feel like a lot of the generations before weren't pushing past their own comfort zone yeah. for the benefit of the child. But it's good. And long term, it even works better for the parent because you're yes. teaching your children that respect is earned. Yes. You don't just get respect just because you're who you are. No. Like, no, you get respect because you you are worthy of it. Yes. Like, I yes. think that's something as well that we were just taught. Respect your elders. Mm-hmm. Really? No. All of them? What if my elders don't make me feel safe or hurt? What or if seen? they abuse me? Exactly. What if they're not kind? What if they're just, dis- yep. what if they're rude? Like, I'm not going to respect every elder. <laughs> Why? Some of the elders out here are very rude and disrespectful. I refuse. I refuse. And I've learned to check some of them too when it comes to my kids because yes. they, be, they be trying it in the grocery stores and stuff sometimes. Like, oh, didn't your mother, ma'am, who are you? Yeah, like, leave me alone. I remember one time when I was, um, my, my daughter was just a baby and I went to go get some hair products for her. I don't know why I remembered this, but mm-hmm. I went to go get some hair products for her because her hair texture was changing. You know, when they're born, they have this hair texture yes, changing. Yeah. Hair texture was changing. So I went to go get some products to try and figure out like what to use for her. Mm-hmm. And there was this old lady that came up to me in the shop and she said, you don't need to buy all of this. Just buy this, this, this. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you don't know my kid. You yeah. don't know her hair. You don't know anything. And you're just bothering me. And like, she's young. So clearly I'm only just newly leave, postpartum. Leave like, you're messing with my head. And I was just was like, ma'am like I just didn't like that and then yeah. my husband was like oh she's just trying to be helpful and I'm like I don't it wasn't helpful no that man needs to mind <laughs> leave your own me alone. titties yeah leave me alone okay <laughs> mind your own titties sometimes thank you it's annoying yeah, yeah. it's annoying and I, sometimes it's in love but sometimes it's just you're irritating me so, so now, now I want to talk about Miss Hyperemesis I want to talk about her because, because my you shiny rumble just oh, now. Oh, it's, it's living in me. Yeah. You share about this a lot, and I feel like it's an important subject because a lot of women, they don't know what it is, or sometimes they have it and don't realize that it's not normal. 
Um, the horror stories that I've heard in the comment section on my HD videos are absolutely terrifying. Mm. The amount of women that have passed out over the toilet or even passed away. Thinking that they Wait, like, huh? Yeah, and I relate to that so much because the first time I was going through it, HG is something that's not normalized mm, yet, right? right? So it's, it's going to be overseen as morning sickness. You're pregnant, obviously you're going to feel sick. Yeah, I got that for the longest time until one day, I kid you not, I probably threw up like 23, 25 times in, that in day. a day. Yeah, mind you, after maybe the fifth one, there was nothing coming up. Mm, but the motion of it and the dry heaving was still there, right? And I'm like, I've seen everything come up, literally in lines. Like mm. the lining of your stomach, I've seen it come up right. over and over. And I started to see black. Like literally my eyes started to get black. I started to get really dizzy. And then that's when my husband was like, we're calling the ambulance. Yes. This, this doesn't feel like morning sickness, you know, like you try, try crackers, ginger ale, medicine, everything. And it was like this gut-wrenching, like it just would never end. I wouldn't even, like not even to over boost, like I wouldn't even get like a two minute window between the last like vomiting feeling and the next one. Right. It was like back to back to back to back to back to back. And when you think, okay, Stomach has nothing left, so I'm good. Like, there's nothing left, so it has to wrap up. No, it's just in your body and it's trying to get every, like, literally the worst experience I've ever had in my entire life. So, when I was in hospital, had to go to the hospital, hospital for weeks. And in those first couple weeks, they didn't even know what was wrong with me, which what? scared me even more. That's crazy. The hospital, I kid you not, was like, you've never seen this. What in 2020 at the time. I was like, uh, okay, okay, so I'm going to do my own research, trying to advocate for myself, trying to connect to people. They're telling me this, they're like, maybe you have HG. One doctor came in in the night, and I'll never forget him because he said he had seen it so many times. And he was the one that prescribed me with home care. I'm so grateful if I knew his name. I'd give him a shout out right now because he saved me. And he was like, this is not morning sickness. You guys are treating me with morning sickness. Meaning they're just giving me medication to just make me feel a little bit better for maybe an hour or two. And then I'm right back into it. Like, right back into it. One nurse actually even suggested termination for me. Yeah. She's like, if, if you're going to be going through this for the whole pregnancy, then maybe you should consider other options. Like, what? What's wrong with these people? Okay, okay. What are my other options? I'm so confused. You're a nurse, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It felt weird That's and scary. Very weird. I don't know scary. what's wrong with you, right? And then finally that doctor came, he sorted things out for me. I was able to go home and get home care at home. Um, but before that, in those weeks, they were just feeding me, pumping me with medication, pumping me with medication. And it's like, my thing is, I'm not a big medicine girl. I just feel like if my, I believe in my body very, very well and the things that I feel it with. So, so I believe that my body can fight off certain things and like tolerate certain things. I believe my body very highly. So when it comes to medication, I always try to find a more natural alternative. Yeah. And I'd rather kind of tough it out knowing that like my body and my immune system will get stronger once I get over this. Mm -hmm. So they were just pumping me with medication. I had no option. They were putting me in IV, trying to give it to me orally. It, it was a walking disaster. And nothing made me feel better, by the way. So all those weeks I was in the hospital, nothing made me feel better. There was not one day where I felt good for like two hours or like three hours. This is every single day. And it lasts the majority of my pregnancy. The doctors were like, oh, once you get over the three-month mark, you'll be fine. And I realized you guys are still mentally treating it as more sickness. And then it's not. There is no alternative. And a lot of the medications that they give you um, for HG, 
is, is not the healthiest for your baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm there thinking like, yeah, I'll feel better, but what am I causing to my unborn exactly. child right now, right? It was horrible. Yeah, there was no out, and I find a lot of people ask me, like, what ultimately did you do? And my answer will always be the same. I suffered. Yeah. There's no... Because there anything you can There's no way out of it. No. I tried everything under the sun. Everything. Mm. Like, spiritual, medicinal, herbal, all of it. Nothing. There were a few things that helped for like just an hour or two, and then I learned how to like live my life with those little windows where I felt okay. Yeah. Other than that, straight out. So like, how long after your pregnancy did you did it take you to like feel comfortable to eat again? Right away. Oh, as soon as the baby came out, it was like oh, the problem's gone. Wow. Literally. As soon as that baby came out, I was like, I'm just so hungry. Oh my god, okay. And I feel like I was, I was binge eating, I went through like a binge eating cycle. My body was like, whoa, what's this? We haven't had food in months. Yeah. You know, so I had to go through that cycle. But immediately after my baby came out, both times, it was gone. Mm. Oh, that's, that's, that's good. Right? It just went away. And then I got pregnant again. Mm. And then anybody gets you. Yeah, two back to back HG pregnancies. Wow. Yeah. So you go to year and two out of five. Two of them are three. Three of them are um, HG, and two of them are my adopted bonus daughter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, girl. And when I was 18, I didn't even know I had HG. I just thought I was. I remember days where I was crying in my apartment by myself and vomiting. Laying in Did, did you actually? I did get pregnant, yeah. 
Okay, and he posted, he was ended in the, the yeah, decided, decided to terminate. I was not putting myself through that. Right. And I said before I posted the video, I knew I was going to get a lot of scrutiny for the termination. Also, it was during the, the time with the abortion laws and everything yeah. in the States, so I knew. But I was so comfortable in my decision because I said, unless you were in that graveyard with me, girl. That's what I'm saying. Unless you were in the graveyard with me, you have no say on what I'm sharing right now. Yeah. None at all. Those comments didn't even scratch the surface on me. Yeah. Because I'm like, it is so bad. I already have five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys are talking about making it six. Mm -hmm. That sounds crazy. <laughs> Yeah, because at this point, me and my husband are gonna have to invest in a little yellow school bus. That's even like this is my investment right now. Crazy. So I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. My husband's gonna get a vasectomy, and this is gonna be our solution because I cannot. Oh my! I, I couldn't even imagine yeah. these words. Yeah, the trauma is like trying to come out from my throat. It's so bad. Mm -hmm. You cannot live with it. Like, like it's, it's bad to the point where now my friends tell me they're pregnant. I'm they're pregnant. I'm like, please. Please, please don't give my friend HGV. Yeah, she's such a good person. She's such a great mom. Please, like, she cannot handle that. Please, like, because it is so bad. Mm. But, but here's my thing. I think people are crazy because, on one side, like, if you were to go and have a sixth child, people would be like, you've got too many kids. I don't know why you stop having kids. And then if you say, okay, I'm not going to go ahead and do this sixth pregnancy. Oh, you yeah. should. And people are like, oh, you're going to end the pregnancy over morning sickness? Yes. Like, okay, so you clearly don't, you don't know oh, what age he is, yeah. obviously. And if I could jump you in my body and fast forward two years ago, girl, I would do that in a heartbeat. But I can't do that. Yeah. So we're just going to keep it pushing. Yeah. This is my story. It doesn't have to be yours. You don't even have to like it. Yeah. You can literally keep scrolling. It's free. People are so judgmental. So judgmental. But there's such a... And then I, I saw, saw one comment where someone was like, oh, that could have been the boy. That could have been your boy. Oh, oh that, one, that one ate me up. I'm not going to lie. Why? It ate me up because I want a son. Oh. I, I, I want a son so badly. I I see the love that my brothers have with my mom. Mm -hmm. I want that. Got my parents are never going to give that to me. Right. I've already accepted that. Oh, we had this conversation. Yes, they love daddy. I am, my daughter is a mommy's girl. I am permanently the op. <laughs> Forever. I, I gotta be the one. It's my role. I know. It's my role, and I hope no one takes it out of context. But and my my daughters love me. My girls yeah. love me. Our girl, our girl time can't be topped. It is top tier. But the love that they have for daddy is just. I get jealous. I do. I do. I really do get jealous sometimes. The love that they have for their dad is like out of this world. They always want to make sure he's okay. He hurt his arm at work the other day. And, and I, I could just cry the way they were just like attending to him yeah. and like telling him that they don't like his boss anymore because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the whole drama of it. And like, yeah, it was just, it was so touching. I was like, they have a different love for dad. Yeah. And that's the cool dad. Yeah. You know, he gets to be cool dad. I'm more default parent. You guys can't do that. You guys, you know, gotta yeah. do this, say this, do that. Like, like, so I'm the, I'm the school. You know what yeah. I mean? Daddy, Daddy gets to be the playground. Which is cool. It's definitely the opposite in my house. Oh. My husband is the strict one. And I'm the softie. Mm -hmm. But also, I don't know. I'm, I'm just glad she's a mommy's girl because my second baby, the one I'm pregnant with, mm -hmm. is a girl too. Yeah. I don't want it anymore. Thank you. Girl mom. Girl I don't want it anymore. I want to stop it too. Okay. So, so thankfully, I've got my mommy's girl. If this belongs with daddy's girl, that's okay with me. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
And the family's not complete without a boy. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew saw one woman that was like, oh, just have it and I'll adopt it. Girl, it's, it's the pregnancy. pregnancy. I don't want to do. What part Yeah. Do you not understand? If you can put me in an incubator for nine months and I'm knocked out, sleeping the whole time, I'll have babies back to back to back. HD can't touch me. Mm. But it's the and until the technology gets to that, the shop is closed. The shop is closed. It is closed. There needs to be some something for it. Like they need to start coming up with that. Yeah. With the quickness. Yeah. How do you even function? Like, how do you work? How Different, and yeah. actually, he sees 
how efficient the practice is mm -hmm. and how open the girls are and how vibrant they are and how well they take constructive criticism, yeah. you know, because we're not always knocking down their ego and their pride. This is it. Insulting them or criticizing, right. breaking right. down their right. spirit. Like when I was a kid, I would never do that. Like the comparison, you know what I mean? It's all very silent but loud to kids. Mm. And I think it plays a big part. I'm excited for this next generation that we have coming. People that are like, in tune with their intelligence, are very yeah. self-aware, very understanding and considerate of the people around them. I'm very excited for this generation. Yeah, me too. And I hear the oldest saying, the young, the young people are too soft. And yes. I just like, they're you soft because soft. they don't want to tolerate disrespect. Thank you. That's why they're soft. And I don't care who is disrespecting. It could be granddad, grandma, mom, auntie, cousin. You're, you gotta go. Yeah. That's, That's what I feel and, well. and I'm going through that with my family, family right now because we have a lot of toxic family members that I just went in and was like, Ooh. I'm, I'm the, the first, first one to have yeah. kids, grandkids in the family. I'm like, you'll never see us at Christmas ever again. <laughs> Period. You will ne never. I don't blame you. I hate that. that. If my auntie's at that table, my kids and you're out of here. I hate that. I'm not going to confront and talk about certain things. I don't even want to have a conversation anymore. Yeah, leave me out of it. I'm not in and out with you. There are some family members where it's like, no, they don't see me, they don't hear from me. No, and they don't wish well on you. No, they don't. So it's like, anyone who had a problem with my mom too, Yeah, you got to go. I remember. Okay, thank you. Because my mom is very forgiving. I'm not. I remember, all right? So not, not one of you can think that you had beef with my mom. Yeah. And, uh, and you and me are going to have beef with my mom. Too. Yes. And they love that. That's a no for me. <laughs> they love that. They love that. Like, like oh, I get to smuggle in another child. I'm like, oh, see, your daughter loves me. No. Nope. You're not playing me. Nope. No. Like that. Never. Never. That's it. Never. And so they think that me slick. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. When someone so grows up, then me and them can have a relationship. Oh, oh what the two? Girl, you're hitting it hot today. Because that's not going to work. My biological father has that ideology about life. He was never around. I went to go meet him when I was 25, I think, and I brought my oldest daughter with me. Just for me to get that Usa moment for myself. I need to lay my eyes on you. You know what I mean? Was he around? Was it his fault? Was he kept away or was or did he just stay away? So that's where things got juicy, yeah. girl, because I'm like, I had to fly there to meet him. I went to Atlanta. Okay? Really? Yeah, I went to Atlanta, made it a little vacation moment, met him, uh, met his wife at the moment. And I was really like, I'm here as a journalist. Hmm. I feel like <laughs> I'm here as a journalist. I am here as okay, a journalist period. because I need to get some answers. And I need to be able to provide those answers and pass them on. So yeah. they need to be solid. Yeah. I went there and I realized that I'm looking out for something very specific. I don't want to hear who did what. Yeah. And if he starts that conversation off as your mom kept me away from you, he was going to be out the door faster than he got in it. Mm. Because what we're not going to do is try to penalize the mother who raises the child. You know how hard it is to keep a child safe and alive daily? It is a challenge. My mom did that flawlessly. So regardless of what happened between you guys, there are policies and laws in mm. place to overcome the issues that you have within each other. Did you try to fight for me? Mm. Did you fight beyond my mom for me? Did you try to call? Did you try to reach out? All of those things meant a lot. Also, did you 
keep anything during these years mm. thinking that you were going to meet me one day is yeah. there anything to show for the time that you've lost mm-hmm. there was nothing but he nothing. did play the the blame game mm. so i was like okay that shows me where you're at See, that's mentally. different it's like it's different if if you say to me i was kept away but i tried and right these are the the court try. cases that I tried, and this Thank is you. the court. These are the calls, and Thank I you. did my best. Thank you. That's different. Yeah. I then I look at my mom and be like, "Girl, yeah." <laughs> For me to have all these issues, really? Yeah. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? But when you have nothing to show and nothing to show that you were actively trying and fighting, oh, she just she wouldn't pick up her phone, so I didn't see you for twenty six years, honey. That is not good enough. No. It's not good enough, no. You living your life scot-free, being able to go out while my mom's life was put on pause for raising mm-hmm. me will never be good enough. No. You know? So no. I need to see effort. I need to see an effort. I need to see an effort. And I feel like I've also heard that from like my daughter's biological father. Like, oh, I'll just deal with her when she gets to 18. Mm. And it's like what makes you think she's gonna want so much trust in time yeah it's the one thing that we're not promised none of us are promised time yeah it's the one thing on this earth that is never guaranteed Mm. and you're gonna say i'm just gonna wait until she's 18 yeah i feel like my dad had that same type of ideology and now i want nothing to do with him Mm. because you didn't try and a lot of family members have that mindset that oh yeah i might not have a relationship with the parent but you know when they get older i'll talk to the child but the child's not going to want to talk to you because they're not going to be into it who are you you just come out of nowhere you it's like you you waited for an opportunity to get to know me i don't want to get to know you right and i asked my (laughs) biological father like what if i got in a car accident or something at Mm. like 20 18 16 like we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now you are so hopeful on something that is the one and how old were you when you went to go find him i was 25 so he like you had to go look for him yes thank you at big big 25 thank you thank you absolutely not yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not doing and that. And I do understand that sometimes some fathers and like some, you know, some men, they give up. Yes. And I, But we don't, I don't like it. I don't I'm, like I, it. I'm going to pause that because do we have an option to give up and yes. be tired? But we don't, we don't take the, we don't take, we do, we do. I feel like we do because I know mm-hmm. women as well who have just said, I can't like, they get up and they just, they okay. give the child over. They just Let's get let into the, it. Cause that's let my the, family dynamic. They right let now. the father, they mm-hmm. let the father do it. Yeah. And they, they check out. Yeah. Postpartum is real. It's Depression so real. is real. Mm-hmm. It's, the overwhelm is real. When yeah. you don't have a support system, it's real. Yeah. So there are yeah. women yeah. who give up too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there are men who that. give up. And I feel like there are men, like I've seen men who do fight for their kids. Like it's different. Some of them do fight. Some yes. of them do. They try to take yes. the woman to court. They try everything. Yes. But the woman is so difficult. So bitter. It's like, she wants to use the child as a pawn or yes. like some kind of like yeah. tool to get back at him or something because she's um she's mad about what he did to her. Yes, yeah. And, and I think after that's like the five, six, line. seven years of just trying, they they give, give up because yeah. their mental health just can't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And but in that's those the situations I understand. Yeah, that's what makes it trying. Yes, like if you can't knock anybody for trying, if yeah. you tried, you tried, you tried. No matter if it's 50 years that go by, five years, 10 years, you try. Mm. But it's the ones that are just like, okay. Mm. Girls need their dads. Yes. And boys. And boys. Yeah. You know, I wish I could speak under that light, but I can't. Maybe yeah. one oh, day. I don't, one know, day. I don't know. Hopefully not. I, okay. You know, it's a lot going on. <laughs> I still want a son. I don't want the, the pregnancy, though. Mm. Um, but, a boy pregnancy might be different. You never know. <sighs> I could have sworn my last one was a boy. Everyone mm. was like, this is the boy, this is the boy. 
Yeah. I love my girls. I love being a yeah. girl mom. We have a very pink, glittery, floral house, yeah. you know, but I'm not going to lie. The not having the sun really... It does? It, it does? It does. Yeah, it does. Okay, I feel It, it, it kind of does. I haven't, I haven't got that feeling. That's good. Yeah, or maybe I haven't got that feeling yet. I don't know. People keep yeah. telling me that one day I want to want a sun, but in my mind, I'm just like, we had this conversation. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I would do with it. That's kind of how I feel now, with too. With a son, I'm like... Could you imagine a little boy with five older sisters? Like, as well. Like, that's another thing. I don't even think I have a toy car in my house. Like, like what if I... I can give you a brother, yeah. I just don't feel See, like... yeah, now we're getting into some high digits, girl. So let's just scratch <laughs> all that energy. Let's just now we're scratch. talking about seven kids. Let's just scratch all of that. But yeah. It's true. Like, my brother, he had two older sisters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my brother are close, but... It, I do feel like his whole life, deep down, he he would have liked to have had a brother. Yeah. It would have been yeah. so nice for him to have a brother. And yes. I feel like he probably has that feeling. Um, although obviously he would love he loves me and my sister, but you yeah, know, he yeah. probably went his whole life, oh, I wish it would wish yeah. he would have had a brother. Like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel that for my husband sometimes yeah. when he's like trying to do like little fake WWE moves with the babies, <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My my husband he dresses our daughter up in like basketball clothes sometimes, like <laughs> Lakers jerseys and stuff like that. It's a little taste of the life. Jordan, like Jordan, yeah. sweat sweatpants, yeah. and I'm like, okay, but you gotta be careful because you'll put yes. people think she's a boy. She got locks. You yeah. gotta be, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it girly. Let her have that's a little true. gown. That's true. And she likes her gowns anyway. She she wants to oh, wear dresses. She loves and to dress heel. up. Oh my god, are that's you kidding so nice. me? That's that girl so nice. loves to do ballet in the house. This is my lifestyle. This is me. That was me as a kid. And that is, I'm living, I'm, she's very much the child of my fantasy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, if I had a boy now, what I have to do, like, buy Superman stuff right? and, like, Batman stuff. Right? right? <laughs> and we do so much, we do so much healing through our daughters. I, oh, saw, the, I saw one of your um, podcast episodes where you were talking about your neck. And that really mm-hmm. sat with me because I was like, I have had so many moments like that with my daughters where I was like, I hate this about myself, or I don't like how, like, you know, my eyes are, like, how my nose and my my lip, like, you know, stuff I'm self-conscious about on my own, and then my child has the exact same thing. Like, it. for me, my next story was my forehead. Mm. I grew up hearing I had a big forehead my entire life. Now my daughter has my forehead. I love it on her. You see what I'm saying? And I, I literally get into tussle mode anytime I hear someone saying, oh, you have your mom's head. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah, she has her mom's head. Does she have her mom's hands too? Because, <laughs> hello. Like, we tussle for fun over here. I love when Toronto comes out. <laughs> I love when Toronto comes out of the girls. Do you mean she got a big old head like her mom? Say it again. I love when Toronto comes out of the girl. Oh, girl. Like, I, don't play with me. I don't, don't, play, I with don't play about my babies. I do not play about my babies mm-hmm. and their self-esteem. And I realized I should have protected myself like that. This is it. We The things we will not accept for our children. Yes. We have to stop accepting for, for ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. And you're right. We heal. Like yes. raising yeah. daughters is healing. Yeah. It's a healing experience. Yeah. There are things about my child that I just want to protect fiercely because I see it, a lot of myself in her. Yeah. She's me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like her personality. She's bubbly. She's joyful. She's outgoing. She's confident. I need to protect that and yes. never make her feel like she has to shrink herself yes. to make other, yeah. others feel yeah. comfortable. Because I remember being that girl. Like, my parents never made me shrink myself. Mm-hmm. My parents loved me the way I was. But, you know, you, sometimes you go into school. Yes. The influence. Or you go into other environments and they yeah. tell you you're too loud, you're too this, you're too, too dark. dark. 
and you have teachers that tell you you're too this and too that and that then over time you just start to think to yourself I need to shrink yes yeah and that's what I don't want for her I need her to know that like be yourself and if, if you're too much for them then tell them to go find less. Yes, exactly. And I tell my daughters all the time, we don't dim our light for anybody over here. Period. At no point in time. If you feel uncomfortable, you should leave the room. There we go. Because I will never be exiting for anybody. And I try to instill that energy in them every day. And we run trials on it. And they'll tell me about their day and tell me about something that a girl said at school. And they're just unbothered. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just completely unbothered and i i love that for them yeah i love that because it feels like they're in a like snow globe and we're just running the mechanics at the top yeah, making sure everything making sure okay and cue the snow <laughs> you know what i mean that's what motherhood feels like it's like yeah. you're all in one production team really because we make it like a show yeah my daughter my 12 year old daughter Aaliyah, she um she's such a firecracker that girl she just recently found out that elf on the shelf is not real <laughs> she found them in my drawer oh (laughs) i could have done a little better (laughs) at hiding it is what it is i didn't think she was at that stage though where like if the drawer was open oh what's that that's not socks like oh you know what i mean and now she's still taken back but the way she made me know was one day i forgot to put them up and i was like oh maybe they're still at the north pole she's like hmm She's like, well, maybe I could go and get them from the North Pole and set it up so that the babies can see them tomorrow. And I was like. That means she's she's growing up. It seems like she wasn't even hurt. I wanted to cry Hmm. because the understanding came as like an enrichment to give to others versus like, oh, my God, I've been living a lie my whole life. Yeah. And her choice of language. Mm-hmm. shows that she feels that she's graduated to big yes, girlhood really yes and now she, we're talking I'm not in baby code now yeah she's talking to me in code <laughs> because we can't really say the elves aren't real yeah you know yeah, what i yeah. mean we'll never utter those words but we got a little thing going yeah, now yeah. so when i'm tired and mommy doesn't have time to set up the elves i got my little helper I love that. you know what i mean yeah and that was like <laughs> our little moment and i was like you're getting so big mm. and i'm so proud of you you yeah. know and i said to her i Lee, i'm so proud of you and she just smiled i love that because now she's passing that on to her younger siblings and she's keeping it alive for them yeah you know until they oh cross over the so, things we're passing on this is so beautiful i am so proud of us honestly really and truly yeah it's, it's a process but it's, we're getting it yeah mm that's it it's a process do you know what i mean day by day we get better at things but you're doing amazing you're doing amazing oh God, so are you you're inspiring so many mothers thank you so much and you can just tell by the reactions on your page as people are feeling empowered and inspired and encouraged by the, what thank you're putting you, out thank there you. your and transparency is good it's oh, so good thank you i struggle with that i do i you there's many tell. times where i post a video patrice and i promise you i gotta throw my phone and like run hi i will delete it can you imagine opening your tiktok and seeing like seventy-five thousand notifications mm. i can't sleep when a post what is going you... viral when i have a post that's going viral it's like i can't sleep like what are you guys talking about what are you guys yeah what are you now? saying like, what are you saying was there something in my teeth was there like no and i have <laughs> the best advice that i have for moms that want to jump into the space that are afraid to put themselves out there there's never going to be a day where you're going to feel like doing it. Mm. So that moment that we wait for, like, oh, maybe next week when my hair is done, I'll feel better to do it. No, because you're going to complain about your aesthetics of your house. Yeah. That you're going to complain about your something. nails. It's going to be something. You have to just throw yourself over the ship and be confident and happy with 
what you're putting out there mm. and just leave it alone. You know what I mean? It's like throwing seeds into a garden. That's mm -hmm. what I feel like I've done. I've just planted seeds and they're all mine. Mm. You know, it feels like me and there's no criticism that is going to break me because I'm living my truth. Yes. I'm saying how I genuinely feel. And even if it's a little off and it may rub some people the wrong way, this is my journey that yeah. is continuous. So you've just met me on maybe 25% today. You know what I mean? Maybe the next time you meet me, I'll be at 50%. But either way, I'm gradually trying to get there. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is my journey. I feel confident in that. And that's what I give. I just try to give the real about motherhood and raising kids and healing and really just try to make it like an inclusive community where we can just talk about shit. Like, yeah, we can just rant about stuff and we can complain about our kids and how we're frustrated and how much we love them and how we're confused and how we don't want no more kids. But we have baby <laughs> right. fever and we don't really ever make sense. And I think we need to stop looking for the sense in it. It just needs to be this said. is it. It just you need to just do do what you can. Just do what you can. It all comes together. You'll look yes. back on the chaos like, well, that was a crazy time. That but... was girl. <laughs> that was a crazy. But time. I learned some things. Yes, yes, and just being reflective. Yeah, you know, and that allows me to show up on Instagram and TikTok as myself. As yourself. Sometimes I look like this, and other days I look like. And you Not show this. up on both days. Girl, both days I'm there. You're going to yes. catch me outside. <laughs> Same thing with my events. Things aren't going well. I'm still going to be at that table. Yeah. And I keep things progressive. I don't allow my thoughts to hold me back from things. I'm just soaring. If I fall, then I'm going to talk about how I fell and how much it hurt. And how you got up. And how, and how you, you don't up. have to fall. Yeah. Right? So This is it. Period. Thank you so is. much for Thank coming on so today. I love this. This has been refreshing. Yes, and very therapeutic. therapeutic yeah, mm -hmm. and fun. Yes. I have I feel energized by this conversation. Yes. I appreciate you. Thank you, moms at home, for listening, for tuning in. Yes, thank you. Guys Come so back much. next week for more conversations. Bye. Bye guys. 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 Bye. Bye guys.